meant for me. Episode 6, White Privilege. Hey, Magical Misfits. It's Caden Ivy, and welcome to Atonement for Me. So we're back again to discuss more of the issues and traumas that kind of go behind a lot of my designs. So today we are going to bring up something that I have been talking about pretty much all my life and is something that I get pushback on all the time because it seems to be a trigger word for a lot of people. And that is white privilege. So let me say it again. White privilege is real. It is a thing that some of us live with every single day of our lives. And I don't understand why that is so offensive to some people, why people are so resistant to even accepting that that is something that is experienced by so many people. The fact that my own family have only recently discovered that these are things that I have struggled with my whole life is mind-blowing to me. White privilege doesn't mean that your life has been easy. Nobody is saying that you haven't struggled. That's not it. Just because you're white doesn't mean you're going to have the perfect life. It just means that all of the hardships you have faced, that you have overcome, that you are struggling with right now, all of those things are valid, but it doesn't it just means that you don't struggle further with all of those things based on the color of your skin. I have been using social media to present examples, little tiny things of everyday life for some of us to provide a window for other people to see just how much it hurts and affects some of us. And I'll use the example again of when people say white privilege isn't real because I have ADHD, for example. Your struggles with that are valid, but that isn't the same thing as struggling with the color of your skin, that discrimination is different. Before you were born, nobody knew that you were going to have ADHD, that you had ADHD. 
you can walk by that person in the street and not know that. You can have a conversation with that person and still never know that. They have to tell you that. Or it's something that you've learned about them through getting to know them, through conversations. With me, with racism, that's something that I experienced before I was born. Before I was born, my mother was worried about telling her family that she was going to adopt an Asian child. And she was told, it's okay. She's going to be raised white. And somehow that has been the approach of raising me, the assumption that their experiences will be the same as mine going forward. And that's lovely and optimistic and not reality. It's a great thought. And I would love to have been able to fit into that, but that's just not the way it is. It wasn't that way when I was bullied at school and had my head shoved in the sand because I was the same color. That's, again, that's childhood bullying, but that's based on the color of my skin, not because of a personality quirk or a strange interest or a learning disability. That only applied to me because of the color of my skin. Growing up and learning about Canadian history, I didn't know how much Asians had faced discrimination in Canada and the States. I only found out recently that Asians were even included in the Jim Crow laws. My parents had been born before an Asian could marry a white person in the States. That already makes the experiences of my race different from my parents. It's not always the overt racism, the huge things, the, the George Floyds, the, the Trayvon Martins. It's little tiny things in daily life. And when people hear the word privilege, they automatically think that that is going to be something tangible that you can touch, you can feel, you can see. It's not an air miles card where you bank certain amount of points just because you're white and then you can cash them in for a better advantage in life. Your advantage in life is that you haven't had to have the experiences that go along with having 
colored skin. Take, for example, my hands. The amount of people who have had to wash their hands and scrub their knuckles until they bled because people were telling them that they were dirty. No, that is the color of their skin. That is the color of my skin. It is not dirt. But that blood is real because I'm taking away my skin because somebody is telling me my skin is dirty. I have friends who bleach their knuckles. White people don't have to do that. That's something that is exclusively to people of color. Your privilege is that you never had to do that, to think about that. For some of you, you're finding out right now that that exists that that is an experience that many children go through. Think about that. Children. That's not a slap in the face of overt racism. That is just something that has needled its way into our lives. White privilege isn't just being that person who is screaming white superiority behind their, their sign, saying all lives matter or blue lives matter. I don't know anybody with blue skin, first of all. So why is that even a thing? But in that, your privilege is you've been taught you can go to the cops you're taught that they serve and protect you. But there are some of us who know that that is just not the way it is. We teach children, girls, growing up. We take them into separate classes to talk about sex education. And in that sex education, we tell those girls if you are, need help, if you are being assaulted, you scream fire. You never scream help because nobody's gonna come and help you. And you never scream for the cops because nobody is going to help you. That is traumatizing enough when you take that and just examine that, but take that one step further. Some of us, teach our children to no matter what, put your hands up so that people can see that we're unarmed. Some of us have to teach our children to make sure that there is somebody with us who can record if we come into an altercation. We teach our, some of us teach our children to scream out the badge number of the cop so that other people know because we are preparing those children that it is on them 
to take responsibility for the fact that they could be killed in the streets and that there's nothing that anybody can do about that. Children. And if you haven't had to look a six-year-old child in the eyes and tell them this to make them understand and tell them it's just the way it is because of the color of your skin, that is a privilege. That is a gift. That is something that some of us have never had, will never have, and don't even know another life. It's often hard to conceptualize something that you've never experienced. But if somebody is bringing that experience forward and saying, this happened to me, it was traumatizing, it was hurtful, it was upsetting, and your answer is, are you sure that that's what happened? I don't think that that's what people meant. Or it's not always about race. From your background, that might be okay. But to that person who brought, who brought sorry, those things to you, that's gaslighting their experiences. That's gaslighting their issue that they're bringing to you so that you're aware of the situation. Your privilege is not understanding that situation. And it's okay not to understand. We've not all had the same experiences. But in bringing that to you, they're bringing something to a person with more privilege and more power than they have. They feel like they don't have a voice. And for you to say, that's not a thing, why does it always have to be about race? That makes them doubt themselves. That makes us think that we're crazy. You can turn the news off when things don't affect you or when you don't want to hear about race issues anymore. But not all of us have that switch. We can't just turn on and off the color of our skin. And we've grown up without the same representation that you have. And in doing so, we're shown that we're not cared about, that we are lesser. And then when we bring our experiences forward, those experiences are dismissed. So you can tell your friends who happen to be people of color, oh, it's okay. I, I, don't, I don't see you as that. You might feel like you're being inclusive, 
But what you're telling them is, oh, I don't see you as other. I, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. I, I don't introduce you as my white friend. So why am I my Asian friend, Caitlin? My race does not define me as a human being. And yet you're wondering why people are saying all this stuff about race. And you're asking, why is it always about race when you've just put me in the other category? You've erased every hardship, every struggle, every racial slur, every insult that that person has ever had. Just because it's not something that you experience. If you've told me that your grandmother died and my, my Nana is alive and well, I love her, I call her all the time. You crying over your grandmother's death might not be something that I can personally relate to, but I'm still going to tell you, I'm really sorry that it happened. What can I do to support you? Are you okay? So if I come up to you and say, this happened to me and somebody made a, a comment or, or put me in a situation that I'm not comfortable with and you're just saying it's not a thing, I wouldn't tell you that about your experience, for example, with your grandmother. I wouldn't say, oh, but everybody's grandmother dies. That's not helpful. Or I don't say, well, are you sure she died? Do you have the obituary to prove it? White privilege is being able to speak your peace without having to prove it. If we say something is about race, why do we have to prove that it is because it's the color of our skin? We've had an entire life, an entire world saying that we are lesser because of the color of our skin. Why is that so difficult to accept? When I debate about race with other people, I, this is a really weird way of of dealing with it, but this is how I've coped with it. I did extensive research on the Nuremberg trials. I listened to many of the speeches that Justice Jackson used in the opening of the Nuremberg trials. And if you don't know what those are, those were the war criminal trials after World War II when they had the head Nazis on trial for war crimes, something that the world had never seen. And why is this relevant? It's because they had to prove that something so atrocious, so incredible that the world wouldn't be able to believe it because they hadn't experienced it. They hadn't been exposed to it. That doesn't mean it didn't happen. 
for the millions of people who it was their experience? How do you show a world that has been blind to that what that experience is like? It's the same thing when I try to explain why my experiences are so vastly different from that of my family. It's not something that has always had a term to identify it as. But it's something that I've grown up with. For example, when we were going graduation dress shopping in the States for my sister's grad dress, and she brought um, a couple of her friends and their moms, and we were going to go have a shopping day in Buffalo, and we were going to see all those pretty dresses, and that was going to be this big event. Headed to the border, our parents took aside only me and my sister's friend who was half Chinese to tell us how to act at the border, to tell us how to answer border questions because we were visible minorities. We were children. They didn't say that to the rest of the car. They took the people who they knew were going to have issues. The privilege of my sister in this particular situation is she didn't have to have this conversation. Every time I've traveled by myself, my dad has always told me, make sure you do this, make sure you do this. You know that they're going to look at you because of this. And that's a speech he's never given my white sister. That's considered a privilege. And it might not be a huge thing for you if you don't have to even think about that. But for me, when I'm going traveling, I've been prepared with the speech from my father, and I know I have to go early because I'm going to be strip searched. I know that my luggage is going to be rifled through. I know that I'm going to have to stand in that booth with those officers patting me down. And that's not something that anybody in my family has experienced more than once but that's something that I experience almost every single time I travel by myself. White privilege is not having to take extra things into consideration when you leave your house. It's not, it's walking outside at night and not worrying about the clothing that you're wearing. It's not being kicked off the bus for being the only colored person there.
These are all little, tiny, microaggressions, little tiny needles that keep poking at us every single day. And you don't have to have that needle in you ever. So if somebody is saying that their experience is bringing them pain, that means that it is more pain than their usual existence. This is something that is cutting them deeper, that is cutting them sharper than those little microaggression needles that are always there. It's It's the way that racism goes two ways. And we often think about racism as just slurs at somebody or exclusion of a certain group. And that is obviously part of it. But the part that we don't examine is the other side of that. We have the oppressor, but we also have the oppressed their experience continues, but they have such a burden to carry with them. So you can tell all of your friends who are people of color that they matter till they're blue in the face. You can tell them every single day. But the world has showed them differently. every time that they've had to just justify their existence, every time that they've had to give you articles and statistics and send you video clips of other people telling you the same experience that they had, that is a privilege that is not accessible to every single person. We're not taking anything away from anybody else. But we still have to explain ourselves, our existence, as if we don't matter. And every time you say, well, yeah, but, and why does it always have to be about race? I can't just keep scrubbing my hands until they bleed because when my hands heal, they're still gonna be brown. They're not gonna be white. And I can tell you my experiences and you can say, it's not about race, but my entire life it has been. So this is the miraculous one instance that it's not. It's something that, it's an opinion that the world has already formed before we were born. And we have documented history of our parents saying the same thing. Their parents saying 
the same thing. Their grandparents, their great-grandparents. So why is this such a surprise to people? If they come, if somebody comes up to you and says that they're hurting, you wonder why people protest and have continued protesting and say, yeah, but couldn't they do the protest like they did for Martin Luther King? Um, sorry, he was assassinated. Don't know if we're gonna cover that in that. And he was brutally, brutally beaten by the police. But we still have civil rights mo movements and we still have had change. We're using the only tools that we have left because we started from nothing. And this is us clawing our way to the top. And when you question that, we're hanging on by our fingernails. And if you think it is exhausting to keep hearing people tell you about this, tell you the same thing, scream in your face that Black Lives Matter, why do you think they're doing it? You're tired. Think about if you sat down for your family dinner at night and everybody at that table was telling about their day and it came to you and you started talking about your day and somebody across the table said to you, no, 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 are you sure you had a day? I, I don't think you had a day. You need to prove that you had a day. You haven't even got to the, what you experienced during the day. You have to prove that you had a day. That's insanity. But that's what we have to prove. And your privilege is you don't understand that. Your privilege is you don't have that exhaustion, that weight that we carry with us from those little needles, those little questions, those little things. Being able to wear sunscreen and not looking like a zombie, that's a privilege you have. Growing up, my parents didn't believe I even needed sunscreen because I was already dark. That's not how it works. But your privilege is not knowing that that's not how it works. Your privilege is not understanding why that would affect somebody else. My family's privilege is that they only found out this year that my life has been so vastly different than theirs because of the color of my skin. That I have clients who look me in the eye and tell me, can, can I get help from a white girl? I, I don't, I don't know. I don't think you can help me. I just, I'm not comfortable with you. 
Can I have a girl who's not a white girl wannabe? These are things that people say to me. Or, you're Filipino? Mmm. How can a Filipino like you afford something like that? These are things that people experience every day. And if you've been following me on social media and you've been following my white privilege photography posts, what you may not realize is that post was something that happened that day. That all those things aren't just me grasping at examples. Those are things that have happened to me every day. And in speaking out, I'm realizing how many people experience the exact same thing as me. But it's not something we ever talk about because it's not something that the world at large understands because we're told that it doesn't exist. We're the ones with bleeding knuckles. But we're told that it's not a thing. You've grown up with a world that was catered to the Eurocentric. You've grown up seeing your image reflected everywhere you go. I've grown up seeing my image be cheapened and lessened and told to submit to that experience because that's the way it is. But so have so many others. And you wonder why there are protests and they wonder why there are riots. It's because we didn't know that there was another way. We just knew something was wrong, but we were told to accept it. We didn't know that we had a voice because we've been told that it, we're supposed to be silent. We didn't know that other people would even listen to us because we're told that they won't that nothing's gonna change, that this is just the way it is. Your privilege is you've never seen that. Never had to deal with that. So, when you're learning, when you're educating yourself, when you're seeing through that window of somebody else's experience, it's never just that one thing that they're bringing to you, which you could just brush off as, oh, that doesn't count as race. That's not really a big thing. Take into, take into consideration that that person was already bleeding before they were cut this time. And this was the straw that happened to break the camel's back. And your privilege is not having to carry 
those straws. So you don't have that exhaustion. You don't have that anger. You don't have that ingrained feeling of worthlessness because the world has already told you that they are nothing. It takes so much courage for the people of color who have been sharing their experiences with you. Please take the time to reflect on your privilege because you haven't had those experiences and don't just dismiss them just because it's not something that you understand and it's not on them to educate you about their experiences. They're exhausted. They're out of tears because this is our life. This is our world. And we carry that with us. You don't have to, so you do have that space and capacity to learn and educate yourself and see through the whitewashing that has pre been presented to you. Many of us have only started to understand ourselves how much our own brains have been whitewashed just by our environment. And that is something that is not even on your radar. So it might not seem like a great advantage or a head start. But your ignorance of those kind of experiences is a privilege that so many of us wish we had. And that's the tea.